ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy, two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now, here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Latan. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. And I'm your other host, Latan Roland Murphy. We are so glad you've joined us for today's show. We want to remind you that you can get connected with us at go courageously at realvictoryradio.org. We love to hear from you and we love it when you let us know how the shows are affecting you and what do you want to hear about next because we are always looking for hot topics to talk to you about and just to have some real talk about authentic living, courageous living, victorious living. And we always want to hear from you. So go to go courageously at realvictoryradio.org and send us an email. We're so glad that you're here today. We are going to be talking about the dwelling place. One scripture that I found that really talked about this was Ephesians 2.22 in the NIV. And it says, and in him, you two are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. We've talked about the Word in us and how the transforming power of the Holy Spirit lives in us and the power that that brings. We are going to be just diving right into John 15. And I know that Latina is going to read some of that scripture for us. So do you want to get started with that and read John 15, 1 through 9? Absolutely. You guys, I would encourage you to go back and read the entire chapter after the show is over because it will also ready you for next week's show. But today we're going to talk about John 15, 1 through 8 a little bit. We might even go a little further depending on our time. But it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. And I love that part, Amy, because we did talk about the word in us last week and how the word in us produces goodness and it helps us to be healthy and whole in ways that we cannot be in our own selves, in our own sinful nature. And then he tells us in in 15:4, remain in me and I will remain in you. This is a promise that means something to us as believers today. He says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And we know this is a metaphor. It's a metaphor so that we can understand Jesus is so loving to those um, that he gave his life for Um, which is everyone who would believe in him. And he wants us to understand his word. He wants us to understand with clarity. And here he, he describes himself as the vine and he describes us as the branch. And he says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Much Such branches are picked up and thrown in the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Uh, Amy, you know, we think about a gardener and how a gardener would take and graft one plant into another and they will actually seal this piece within the other part of the vine or the part of the, the branch. And we know the vine is attached to a root system that feeds the whole plant. So I, I love this in context of how God is the root system and Jesus is relating himself as the vine and we are the branches and how when we choose to allow his word to be in us and we choose to abide in him, his dwelling place becomes us. And using this metaphor of the fruit and the vine and the branch is so powerful for us to understand because the vine supplies a root system feeding the entire thing, as I said. And then it's, it's like we can become one with a holy God in a way that we never could before because of Jesus dying on the cross for us and because of the blood sacrifice that he provided for us. He invited us into himself and his indwelling presence within us changes us and helps us to live a different kind of way where we can bear good things. We can we can produce good and the world will see us as set apart. It's it's just so beautiful. And how his presence is a life-giving property that we have been given access to. <laughs> it's just so humbling. It really is. And I love how you pointed out that he uses, the Bible uses, God uses in his word metaphors and analogies. And he tells parables and stories because he wants us to to know him. He wants us to feel at home with him and comfortable with him. And I think that we even, you know, we were asking the readers to go back and read, you know, the whole chapter, but y'all, we have been in John one and now we're in John 15 and we're going to continue that conversation in the next show for the latter part of 15. And I have been reading a lot in John and some of the verses that stuck out to me were John 1 14 so the word became human and made his home among us. And in John 14, he, as we read through that scripture, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit saying, when I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you in John 14, 20. And he goes on down in 23 and says, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. He is reiterating in 14, 15, and 16 the principles of being in that dwelling place with him, making our home. He's made his home in us, and he wants us to also make our home with him in our hearts. And all of these, 14, 15, and 16, just are beautiful in talking about how we can live a spirit-filled life and really connect with God. Yeah, it's just a 
it is such a powerful metaphor for us to understand that remaining in Christ means simply that we believe that he is God's son and that he is part of the father and that he has invited us to be grafted into his family as children, as part of a deeper rooted legacy than what we could ever have in and of ourselves because of the fallen nature of the world and because of our own sinful natures, Amy. I mean, as much as we want to do good in this world so many times, the things that I've tried to do have not been really fruitful sometimes because I was really doing it my way and and going about my life um, thinking that, you know, if I was a good person, if if I was honest, if I did all the right things, then that was, you know, the fruit that God was talking about here, that Jesus is talking about. But what he's talking about is this indwelling presence that he provides for us, that nothing in us is good, but everything about him is holy and everything about him is good and everything about him is right. And all we have to do is be grafted in. He's invited us to be grafted in from the cross. Um, it's just so humbling that he wants us to be a part of who he is. He his does. very nature. Yes, his yeah. very nature. And he just, and, and the thing we need to remember too is like we can work and do and, and produce and respond in good ways. And people say, oh, there's such a good person. But if we want to be people who someone looks at us and says, man, I don't, know where you've been lately, but I see a difference in you. I want to, I want them to know that. I want them to know that I've abided with in the presence of God, that I've been abiding in him. You know, that, that reminds that me of I'm a funny staying. story. It, it does. It reminds me of a funny story. My husband used to, before uh, we were been married for almost 26 years in February, uh, we married 26 years and the first 13, he was not a believer. And so I was praying for him and I was doing my thing, going to Bible study, all that stuff. And he used to tell me, you're nicer. I can tell a difference <laughs> when you've been to Bible study, even though he wasn't a believer at that point. He was like, you need to go to Bible study. I'm like, oh, you know, it's hilarious. So that reminds me, people really can see it. And I think you can see the radiance in there's a lot of women pastors and uh, leaders, Christian women leaders that I have loved to follow throughout my journey of studying the Bible and stuff. And some of them, I just think, gosh, you can just see it on them. Mm. They yes. radiate the yes. time that they have spent. And I'm believing that it's going to make us look a little bit younger. <laughs> well, you know, I think light, light always in a picture, you know, is always yes. the best thing we can do for ourselves is shine the light just the right way and hold the light up a little higher. And so God's higher light in his higher positioning, he is the light of the world, will help us look younger. I'm sure of it. He'll make That's us look so alive. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, this word abiding really gets me because I remember as a young girl, Amy, we would sing a hymn in church. It's an old hymn that many of the listeners might not have heard of. And for some, it might be so familiar, but it was 
was a hymn called He Abides. And I can hear the voices of the people in my head as we're having this conversation. It brings back such sweet memories. Uh, I can hear my dad. He would always like put his hands in his pockets and he would get so excited about the worship, Amy. He would forget that he was jiggling the change in his pockets. (laughs) And I would love hearing him jiggle that change in the the rhythm to the music. It was such a sweet memory. But he would sing, he abides, he abides, hallelujah, he abides in me. I am rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way. Hallelujah, he abides in me. And, you know, we've talked about the, the word in us from John 1. And now this word that abides within us, that dwells, in, it's an indwelling presence of a holy God that chooses to live within us, produces good fruit. And just like your husband noticed the transformation that happened in your life, it was visible And it was a product, it was like a beautiful fruit that had grown from maybe a vine that wasn't so healthy before. I've heard your testimony, I've heard you share those things, and I can testify to that myself. So I'm in a season now where I just really can't get enough of God's word because I know how rotten I can be without him. (laughs) I mean, I know how just truly rotten I can be. And, um... You know, we we also have a responsibility to those around us. You know how if you have a bowl of fruit and one, they say one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch. There's really some truth to that. You know, if you you don't take that bad place out of the bowl, then it's going to affect all the other fruit around it, no matter how healthy it is. And that's kind of what God's saying here about the branch. He's referring back to a nation of Israel who totally went against all that was good that he was providing for them. And um, he said, he tells us clearly that we have some, some things we have to do. We're responsible for this abiding process, and we're responsible for coming near to the heart of God and welcoming this grafting process where he injects something good of himself within us, and he seals it. And, man, I get so excited. I don't want to take up too much of the show, Amy, but, you know, as the vine, it produces this beautiful canopy for the whole plant, like a covering, and he says he's a covering for us. Um, So he helps us in the process of growing, in the process of the shock sometimes of just being a baby Christian, a baby believer, and he helps us lovingly by providing the root system with all the nutrients that we need to be able to grow, and he gives us grace. He gives us grace as we journey with him, as we welcome him. That is so true. And a couple of things I want to point out in Psalm 91, one, it says he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow Mm. of the almighty. And that you were just talking about that. (laughs) You were talking about how there's this canopy and it has everything that we need and the nutrients and the, 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 I'm thinking about living water, even, you know, it has everything Mm -hmm. we need to sustain ourselves in this world. And we're going to be talking about the the world in our next show and how the world uh, sees us and sees the fruit that we we bear. But one of the things that I want to back up, I know I keep going back to John 14, but just before we get into Jesus talking about being the true vine, he reminds his disciples that the Father will send the advocate as my representative. 
and that mm. it, that's the Holy Spirit, and he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I am leaving you a gift, the peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. In John 1, four, I'm sorry, John 14, 20 through 27, he says that. Mm. And what I wanted to speak into about that is that peace that he leaves us with is the peace of mind is the answer to the anxiety that we feel. And the peace of heart is the answer to that depression that we feel. And that is why we all face that in the world. And we have to abide. We have to dwell with him if we want that covering and we want to be able to push down those feelings of depression or anxiety that we absolutely all feel. So it's such a beautiful thing in how he wants he wants this for us because he knows what he has for us and how the vine produces in us all the things that we need. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And as he abides in us, we're held together. We're kept and he his presence, this protective covering that that you circle back around to is a blessing in our lives. And one thing I do think is important for us to make mention is where he says in 15, seven, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. Now we would think, Lord, I didn't get the answer to, for, for you and I, we had brothers who passed away way too soon. And, and, you know, honestly, if we were not abiding in the whole of the word of God, we could hone in on this one scripture verse and feel our lives and our prayer lives have been completely fruitless, Amy. And yet what he's trying to say is he wants us to ask. We, t- we had a show a while back about out-of-the-box prayer life. He wants us to ask audaciously and faithfully. But he also, this is speaking more of our trust in him, that when we're grafted in him and we stay centered with him and we understand more of his presence as we're fueled by the root system of his love, as a branch, we can continue to grow in this understanding of the word. And we know that if our prayers don't get answered, even that is God's best yes many times in our lives. And and um, and a no is a good no sometimes because he wants us to produce the best fruit in our lives possible. And we can't understand all the reasons why our prayers go unanswered. And that could be a whole nother show. But because this is within this scripture verse that we're honing in on today, and it's one that I've personally had a lot of people express disappointment in, myself included, I wanted to touch on it. Because if we're going to produce fruit, here's the deal. We have to trust the one that we've attached our life to. The one who has grafted us into his family as children. In the same way a child trusts his father, we trust our heavenly father. And we know that he's the life giver and he is the producer of all that is good. And then it says that he would get the glory if we bear much fruit showing ourselves to be disciples. So if we look back at the disciples' lives, we know that they produced some good fruit, but they also had some hard seasons in their life, Amy. But they stayed. And this word abiding means that we make a conscious decision to stay, to not remove ourselves away, 
to be centered and blessed by the indwelling presence of a holy God within us and to trust him. Wow. I feel like there are so many show topics, right? Just right in what you were saying and the things that I'm thinking, because this, this chapter is chock full of such good stuff that we could have a whole show on the unanswered prayer and praying into God's will. But, you know, there is that, that scripture that in, uh, 15.5 that says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them, you will produce much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. And then it goes on down into, I need some readers. Eight, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. And that's what we want our whole lives to do is to bring him glory and make him famous. And you know what, Latian? This has been such a rich conversation, and I know that we want to seal this up in prayer over the listeners. Would you just pray for us? Oh, I'd love to. I'm really passionate about this show topic in a way that has so much, I think because I want to grow, and as an an older woman, I want to produce fruit in every season, Amy. You and I have had this conversation on the sidelines how we want to continue to produce fruit that is fruit that others can grab hold of, the nutrients that they need um, in a world that sometimes is just really dying on the vine. And we don't want to be the branch that, you know, like the Israelite nation that was disobedient and that, that refused the indwelling presence of God in that way that they could no longer produce. And so today, Father, we say thank you for this word. We thank you so much, Lord, for this radio station who is a voice in the darkness. And we thank you, Lord, for the listeners. And we thank you, Lord, that they are listening because they are hungry for your presence to indwell and abide within them. And Lord, we thank you that you invite us to be able to be family and and to be your children and to be grafted in, Lord, as your own. And that is so humbling, Father. We just thank you so much for that. And we ask you to bless each listener and remind them today that they are not alone They have a holy God who sees them and loves them and is present in their life upon invitation, Lord, that you just want us to open our hearts and invite you in and believe in your son, Jesus, who made the way for us to experience this abiding power, Lord, this indwelling presence. And we give you glory and we just thank you for all the good fruit that's going to happen and all the good fruit that's going to be produced in the lives of the listeners, Lord, where they thought they had nothing left to offer. I pray this rekindles joy. In your name we pray. Amen. What a beautiful prayer. Thank you so much for praying over us. And we do. We just want to produce good fruit. We want to bring glory to God's name. We want to make him famous. We hope that you've enjoyed listening in to our conversation today here on Real Victory Radio. Join us next week because we're going to be continuing this conversation. And we are going to be talking about the latter half of John 15 in verses 9 through the end of the chapter. And we're going to be talking more about this topic 
hope you've enjoyed it. We thank you for joining us. And remember, you can find out more about all things Real Victory Radio on realvictoryradio.org. Thank you so much for being with us today. We hope you were encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio.